The stories are sort of, to me, like messages in a bottle from shores someone else has visited first. Yes, and you're visiting those shores now. Welcome to the Pencil Town Podcast. My name is Nick Johnson, and I will be your host for this, our very first mini episode. Pencil Town is a place, a conceptual city filled with writers, artists, cartoonists, filmmakers, poets, and musicians. A thriving city whose town charter reveals that the very reason it was founded was to celebrate the craft of storytelling in all its forms. This city is jam-packed and overflowing with passionate, creative individuals. So much so that every time you walk down the street, you just can't help but run into someone you know. The Pencil Town Bumpin' is a mini episode where we will be bumping into our fellow storytellers on the busy streets of Pencil Town. We'll take a few minutes to catch up, see what they're up to, who they've been working with, what they've been obsessing over and inspired by, and they might just be willing to share some of the exciting narrative discoveries they've made of late. On today's episode, we will be bumping into Maria Stoyan. Maria is a Romanian-Canadian illustrator based in Scotland. I first met her while we were both attending the Alberta College of Art and Design, now known as AU Arts in Calgary, Alberta. Very early on, I was struck by her impressive work, which features bold shapes, expressive figures, gorgeous color, and an impeccable sense of design. She primarily makes nonfiction comics, including some comics journalism and diary comics, which loudly declare how much she cares about feminism, the state of the world, and just plain making things look nice. With her work, she taps into the rich emotional potential of comics as a whole and shows us how they can be used to educate and engage. Her comics have appeared in The New Yorker, The Nib, and print anthologies such as Drawing Power. Her graphic novel, Take It as a Compliment, is a collection of real-life stories of sexual violence. So, without any further ado, let's hit the street and see who we meet. Oh, excuse me. Oh, oh, Maria? Hey. Oh, hi. Maria, oh my goodness. It's so weird running into you here. How you doing? I'm great, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. Wow, yeah, it's been a while. Feels like quite a while, actually. Oh. Matt, do you have a minute to catch up? Yeah, that'd be great. Awesome, well, uh, I'm, I don't know. What have you been working on recently? Um, I'm actually working on a graphic novel pitch these days because I finally have some time. <laughs> Um, I'm working with a writer named Heather Perry, who's written the script, and I'm working on uh, a chapter for our pitch document, which I'm really excited about since I've never really properly done this all the way through before. Um, and other than that, I'm working on just some diary comics for my Instagram, which is something new. Excellent. So the diary comics thing, when you say it's something new, it's something you just delved into recently? It's something that I've been doing more uh, as something to do during the lockdown and also to uh, specifically vent some frustrations <laughs> about things that are happening right now. That's excellent. 
I've really been enjoying those comics, especially because uh, we currently are living in the same city and we're taking walks around the same areas. And I find lots of the times the frustrations that I see with sometimes people walking down the street or their behavior in public, you tend to capture that exact moment on your uh, Instagram, which is just hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, there's just so many uh, moments where I want to scream why at people um, for uh, literally brushing past me and things like that. Exactly. <laughs> Just the pandemic, guys. It's a <laughs> pandemic. Yeah, I totally hear that. Uh, I mean, on that subject, um, how have you felt like the lockdown has affected your art practice, if it has at all? Um, it definitely has. It's given me time to work that I haven't had since I did an artist residency last year. I was really lucky to um, get to go to Sweden for a month-long artist residency where I was able to sketch out two different graphic novel pitches and then produce a short um, comic about my experience there. Uh, and since then I haven't had time to actually finish the work that I sketched and it's been almost a whole year. And um, so the lockdown has actually given me a chance to work on those projects that have been on hold for so long. And um, that's, the, that's the main thing that's happened for me. Oh, that's excellent. That's very cool. Um, uh, would you say that uh, you've learned anything new about your process, either from the lockdown or even before, just as you were diving into some of these projects? Oh, uh, definitely. I mean, I knew this before, but I have learned that I desperately need deadlines in order to get things done. Client Interesting. Work, no problem. If I have a deadline imposed by another person, no problem, I can make that deadline. But if I set myself some deadlines, um, it's like they don't exist. <laughs> it's a bit of a problem. But uh, I'm working on that. No, I think I'm very much deadline oriented myself. Uh, even when it comes to like my hobbies, like, oh, if I'm gonna play bass guitar, I don't really pick it up unless I know I have to play a show or I have to do something mm -hmm. with some of the other people that are playing music with. It's like, if I don't have a deadline, no matter what aspect of my life, I just tend to <laughs> not get it done. <laughs> yeah, and any kind of deadline. It could be like, you know, a print deadline or just like a, a you know, comic festival, like something to be ready for. And um, unfortunately those are also not happening this year, but that's all right. I still need to make the things. <laughs> Yeah, I've noticed there were a lot of things on my list, which I was prepping for uh, for Thought Bubble. And I was like, oh, I guess I don't have to do that print now, or I guess I don't have to do these buttons now, <laughs> which is kind of heartbreaking, but. Yeah, I think there's gonna be a digital show, which is a really nice alternative given uh, the world situation. And I've heard really good things about online shows in the past couple months. So um, I'm, I'm hopeful and I'm excited that this is still it's not, it's not over. It's not like it's not happening entirely. Yeah, I'm really interested to see how that works out as well. I've been seeing a lot of degree shows uh, because it's that time of year for the graduates that have been online. And it'd be really cool to see how the Comic Con events um, can do an online con that's more than just like a, a hub where you click a bunch of links. Like that'll be kind of fascinating to see. Yeah. I mean, from the perspective of somebody who often has a table at a con, the, uh, I always feel like I miss out on the events because I have to be at my table. Um, 
and this is something that maybe I'll be able to experience like both seeing the events and you know as a participant in some way at the same time which could be cool from the comfort of my own home <laughs> that's right yeah i hadn't thought of that actually that's a great opportunity to check out stuff we might have missed that's awesome um and very important to me not having to carry my suitcase <laughs> full of books <laughs> <laughs> no <Sorry>. kidding <laughs> yeah um, so uh, is there anything you're reading or watching right now that you're finding like educational to your practice or inspiring or it's just it's like pure escapism that you're just eating up? Yeah, a, a bit of both. Um, I did just finish reading The End of Gleasing by Alex Vitale uh, to keep on top of what's happening and to educate myself about um, what it means to abolish the police versus reforming the police. Um, and it's been really interesting, um, but I'm also uh, looking into some more escapist um, media as well. And I'm finding that I really, well, I really love like kids anim animated series in general because I just love animation. And I recently watched um, Kipo and the Age of the Wonder Beasts on Netflix, which has a killer soundtrack and it's a it's a coming of age sci-fi uh post-apocalyptic um animated series and it's just got it's got great animation the chase scenes in particular are just so visually exciting and the way it plays with perspective is so good um and i wouldn't say that this kind of animation influences my style or anything but it is just something that i particularly love and it's also so colorful i just really like it and i've also for some reason decided to re-watch a bit of samurai jack which is something i watched as a child man it's it's good <laughs> the the shapes are just so clean it's more painterly than i remember it being and it has like no dialogue and I love it. <laughs> I feel like I can see why I liked it when I was young and how maybe there's bits of it that did influence me, particularly the um, you don't need to say things <laughs> aspect of storytelling. Like purely visual storytelling and how much you can get by with just really great atmospherics, really good uh, like movement and performance. Uh, yeah, it's always nice when those shows from our youths manage to hold up on <laughs> yeah. scrutiny. Yeah, uh, I yeah. haven't heard of the uh, I hadn't heard of the Age of the Wonder Beast show on Netflix, but I am super stoked to check that out now. That sounds right up my alley. Oh, it's it's really good. <laughs> I feel like I'm I'm jealous of the kids today who have such good uh, TV shows to grow up with. That's right. Back, back, back in my day, they were all just toy commercials for He-Man and Transformers. They, they had no emotional content. <laughs> uh, oh, that's awesome. Um, so let's get back to talking a little bit about um, your process uh, when it comes to storytelling. I was just wondering if there are any uh, interesting discoveries or breakthroughs you might have come to recently or any ways in which your storytelling has changed or evolved? So the main change to my work uh, in recent years has been 
the way that I incorporate humor into my work. And it's something that has sort of snuck its way in over the last few years. And that's mostly due to the back and forth with my editors at the NIB, who um, rightfully told me that it was making the work better, more, more well-rounded and um, easier to absorb the information from, from the comics essays. That's fascinating. I think uh, when we're dealing with a uh, heavier subject matter or like when we're trying to educate or inform, I think we might get this feeling like humor doesn't have a place here. We need to take this seriously. But the idea of humor somehow making the story more relatable, a bit more approachable, mm -hmm. like the last thing you want to do is force it in there because it can kind of seem insincere. But I will say like in some of the work that I've put out recently that's more serious or more horror, the way that I think it reaches people is through the funnier bits. Um, some of those autobiographical comics that I've done, it's some of the, the funny aspects of my real life that resonate with people more than some of the big, heavier, daunting stuff, or at least it makes it more palatable. That's really mm. fascinating. Yeah, I think there's also like a human reaction to it when you see something, or when you know something uncomfortable or awful like there's a, a almost a reaction to laugh like <laughs> the world's on fire it's like uh i mean it's so common that it's like a key characteristic in internet speak i would think right wow oh that's very cool thank you for sharing that um i mean i guess one last question before you continue on your way today i was wondering if you had any recommendations of other storytellers that you really admire uh, from whatever medium who you think people should be checking out? Yeah, um, well, in terms of comics, um, I would really recommend Eleanor Davis. I read her book, The Hard Tomorrow, and it's uh, just, it's profound. It's a, such an amazing book. Um, what she does really well is she takes these really real world human painful things that we're kind of going through right now and fictionalizes them in a way that feels so in our present. Yeah, I, I've been thinking about it really frequently ever since I read it. Sarah Glidden is a comics journalist and her work is also really powerful and really personal. And I really admire the way that she goes about um, her comics, so I'd, I'm forever inspired by the work that she puts out there. And separately from comics, uh, I'm finding that I really love poetry as well. It's, I don't know that it really influences my work, although maybe you could find patterns in it after, you know, a few years or something, but um, one of my favorites is Harold Lindsay Bird. Here's my cat. <laughs> oh my god, do you have an outdoor cat? <laughs> she's, uh, she's here. She's just appeared. Uh, she's just sitting directly in front of me and wow. really wants to participate. Hello. I'm a, I'm a big jelly bean fan, so I am a-okay with this. <laughs> Putting your butt on everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. I wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> Right, so as I was saying, Harold Lindsay Bird's <laughs> poetry is 
uh, great and beautiful and I really uh, enjoy it. It's something that I go back to again and again to read her, her poems. We feel better about everything. That's, that's excellent to hear. I, it was a couple years ago, I like fell head over heels for poetry and I never ever thought I would be a person that reads poetry or was inspired by it, but it has made a world of difference just in my life and in my work. And yeah, I'm all for people eventually finding that poet or those poems that really work for them. Yeah. Awesome. Well, beautiful recommendations. Uh, thanks so much for your time, Rhea. I should probably let you get going. It looks like Jellybean's got somewhere important to be. Yeah, I mean, she's a she's um, desperate to get to um, her her job. No, she's too lazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a high powered like uh, it's like a devil wears Prada type thing. She's uh, <laughs> she's a fashion I, magnate. I she works in HR. She has like a Linda from HR vibe. <laughs> That's brilliant. All right. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. Um, I'm sure I'll run into you again soon, but uh, at some point we'll talk for a little bit longer and maybe, uh, yeah, we'll talk about, uh, yeah, some more narrative stuff and maybe talk a bit about your journey through comics. But uh, yeah, have a great day. We'll talk again soon. Sounds great. Nice awesome. to see you. Yeah, you as well. Bye, Jellybean. <laughs>